You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and now streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives. Tonight's host is Derek Shore. Joining Derek will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Roxy Stryer, Sharon May, Sarah Stretton, and Jen Rouleau. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Desperate Housewives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, Derek Shore. Once again, it's been only a couple of weeks. Uh, I think you guys missed the top of that. But I was saying I'm so glad the Desperate Housewives is back. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I always feel like we have these long breaks between episodes of the show. And I'm also um, feeling a bit outnumbered tonight in the studio. I'm the only guy here. I'm glad that Phil and Jesse are in the booth because these girls seem to have a little inside joke going on. They're in the booth <laughs> where you can't reach why, them. Why so giddy tonight? I, why is everyone so giddy? I just think we were excited to do our little intros. We all had a little wave in there. <laughs> and you, you missed the joke and kind of just sat with your head between you. Like, <laughs> what's going on? And the, we were all doing these cute little things and you just totally missed it. The thing is, I get nervous before a show and I'm kind of reviewing my notes and there's so much, you know, so many ups and downs in these episodes that You're I feel like I have to take all... you diligently doing his homework. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. you. Well, it's also, like I said, been a while. I feel like the show teases us. Last week, of course, was the Oscars, so we didn't get to watch the show. And tonight, I swear, this show moves so fast and the storyline is so complex. There's so many different layers that there are times, like this scene, for instance, when Gabby comes over to, to see Lee, his daughter is pra- practicing the violin in the living room. And I was like, wait a minute, Bob and Lee have a daughter? So Newly adopted. I guess that happened. Was that the last episode two weeks ago? Uh, a few weeks ago, right? Couple, three or four weeks yeah. ago. Three or four episodes well, ago. Well, we actually didn't have an episode last week, so maybe two, three weeks ago, but maybe only a couple episodes ago. She's a very new addition to Wisteria Lane. Well, it's a lot to keep up with, and I'm glad that they are going along with the stereotype of um, gay couples adopting babies. That seems to be um, the popular thing to do now. This show is really about stereotypes, which I think works because, you know, it helps us feel like there's a bit of predictability and we can feel comfortable. How did you um, all feel about this whole scene with... um, with Gabby and Lee. Do, do, do you feel like the stereotypes are bubbling up a bit too much, or is that just me? You know what, it's interesting that you say that because we actually have some news and gossip on that later that we will discuss. But just as far as the scene goes, I think that Gabby says it perfectly. She's a hot mom who can still rock the juicy sweatpants <laughs> look, whatever that is, you know? She's a soccer mom. That's what she strives to be. See, it was just that little it. snap moment. That was a little, a little much. too much when it comes to character. That's true. But, but you and know, his announcing that I'm gay all the time. You know, yeah, so. right. That's true. But Bob and Lee are very different from one another. Lee, yes, way more flamboyant. But Bob doesn't all this. He would never snap his fingers. So we true. saw when he was with Carlos a few episodes back. 
or actually, I think that was more than a few episodes. But you know, he was going camping, going yeah. to basketball games, one of the guys doing all the guy stuff. So I think sometimes, yes, they, they plan the stereotypes. Other, yeah. But I, I think that in general, they do a pretty good job actually trying not to. Over- they walk a fine line. Yeah, they for walk sure. A fine well, line. I, for me as a viewer, I like a bit of the you know, the characterization, the stereotypes sort of. Um, are extreme in many ways, like Gabby leaves her daughters to go to the shoe store, and Renee's character, played by Vanessa Williams, is very superficial, and so I think part of that is sort of fun, but I guess, I don't know, Jesse, DJ Jesse, do you want to weigh on this, weigh in on this a little bit about Lee and Bob? I mean, the whole, the whole, like, snap thing, and that floral shirt, and the fact... I don't know. I just, I guess we live in L.A., and so we have exposure to neighbors who are gay, and so we know that that's kind of not really how, how gay people are. And I, I guess don't I just, know about that. I go to theater school, and I feel like there's a lot of snapping. I have a lot of friends who do snap. <laughs> there's a lot of snapping that happens. And there's a lot of snapping that doesn't happen, so yeah. that's why right. I'm saying the well, Bob and Lee balance. Well, now, how long has this couple been on the show? You know, they've been together for a really long time, but they split, so it's hard to really say, but a couple seasons for sure. Now, have they always been this... uh, Well, Lee has been pretty flamboyant consistently. Yeah, Lee's the flamboyant one, and Bob's not. The cool guy. Like, the guy's guy. Because the the way I I, I saw this, I was like, wow, this reminds me of Modern Family. Um, Yeah. Right, the the couple couple on Modern Family. There's one that's a little more flamboyant, and the other one's a little more reserved. Um... But yeah, the snap at the end and the whole little diva thing. I mean, I I see it. I do see it, especially being out here now. I do see mm-hmm. it a lot more. But it it did kind of just it looked fake. But I think it's I, I like the Desperate Housewives button. Like every little vignette that they do has a button. So a lot of times there'll be another silly little thing that they do. Like you know, Gabby will be like, hmm, or whatever it is. Yeah. But like they just do stupid little things. It's like okay, this is the end of this. Section. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. definitely. Lots of That's hair kind of their flips style. Hair flips or like a look or like putting the bottle back in the baby's mouth. Like it's all a button. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of looks, um, what did you think when Beth oh. showed up um, at Paul Young's home wearing the drapes here, this lovely <laughs> coat she's wearing? Did you hear me vomit from inside the room? Is that why you're bringing it up? Because so all I, everybody said, oh, she's back. Oh, she's back. And all I said was, what is she wearing? What is that ensemble? Disgusting. Even my, if I had a blind grandmother, which I don't, I have a grandmother, she happens to have eyes that can see, but if she was blind, she would do a better job picking out her clothes than that couch that Beth was wearing. What's funny to me about Beth's character is that watching the show with you ladies tonight in our screening room in the other room, she gets more reaction out of you than any other character on the show right now. Why is that? And, And there was even one moment later in the episode, which we'll get to, that you all were saying like, oh, it's creepy, and she's so freaky, that look on her face. Why is that, Sarah? I can see you want to She just has, ever since the beginning, it's been constant. This woman is such a scary creeper. And (laughs) we all looked at each other, and she was just, there's a point when she was in the hotel, and she's sitting on the bed, and she looks at Brie, and she's like, has this hint of a smile. (laughs) And we think she's like this China doll come to life, going to murder you any second. She's just bad news bears from the beginning yeah. and she evokes this like nasty visceral feeling from your gut. But but not wrong. one of you would, would feel bad for her that she's sort of like the underdog character. I think we went through a phase where we felt bad for Beth. Like we definitely had a couple yeah. episodes where we were on her side but we I'll admit we have issues with Beth. We have Beth issues. You know what I think it is? I think that we as a group of women, we feel like we are part of Wisteria Lane. Yes. And whatever the majority of Wisteria Lane feels is kind of how we feel. So today, when Brie approached her and said, 
I judged you incorrectly, I th- thought to myself, yeah, maybe I did think of her wrong. But when they all no. were, when they're all saying she married the worst man on, I was gonna call it the row on Wisteria Lane. Jeez, <laughs> get get I'm my hat spending too much time on the sorority. I know. Yep. On the lane, I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know what? She's horrible. How could she be with that man? I really think I am a member of Wisteria Lane. We yeah. all are, you know. Yeah. So we, we feel we can judge them exactly absolutely. how they judge them. Yeah, we identify with these women. Yeah, we're, we're on the, the journey with them. Exactly. And, and for each of us, it may it's be a different epic. woman. I mean, clearly, Bree and Gabby, opposite ends of the spectrum. But who? It's like a group. I don't know. It's this group vibe that you get. You don't feel that? No, I do. As, as I do. Guy? <laughs> I definitely feel invested in the show. I okay. mean, but the thing is, I change my mind every two minutes because if I'm watching a scene with Lynette, the way she's always has that like laser sharp mom focus, I'm always rooting for Lynette, and I think, oh, she's my favorite. Right. But then I see a scene with Bree, and I think, oh, she has that good heart, and mm-hmm. she's so like fragile, even though she looks so perfect. So no, I'm definitely. There are times when I think I mentioned a couple shows ago that um, there was I I live two doors down from this nasty, awful queen um, in my real life neighborhood in Hollywood, and I, I we had this dispute recently about the height of the the hedge that's in front of my house. And I remember thinking, this is so Wisteria Lane. This is <laughs> real life. So, Wait, yeah, you, I think part of each of us. You wanted it taller and they wanted you to cut it down? No, essentially, I mean, it's a long story, but the there's plenty of parking in our neighborhood. This guy wanted it to be permit only, which I think is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. I lived in a neighborhood like that for years. And you know, you have a party and friends come over and they... And then they have to move right. their yeah. parking. Right, or you have hour. to like get guest permits and then inevitably someone forgets and they get a ticket. Anyway, we disagreed no with this. And so his way of saying like, I'm the queen bee on the neighborhood, he filed a complaint against our hedge so that the city would fine us because it's like six feet tall, even though every other neighbor on the block has like 10 foot high So Wisteria Lane. So Wisteria so Lane, and the city fined us $550. Ouch. Ouch, That's right? Absurd. I know, isn't That's that? So did you confront him? Um, you know what? I see him every day at the gym, and like the bottom half of his body is getting bigger. That's instead karma. of smaller, and I swear, I swear it's mm. bad karma. So that makes me feel good. Well, <laughs> if you really wanted anyway. to go Wisteria Lane on him, I would suggest um, probably supplementing his, you know, nutritional bars with candy bars, or I would just go through your, you know, your previous seasons. I'm sure. Or, you could find or running down his mother-in-law with my car. I mean, I mean, and in reality. With the things that happen on Wisteria Lane, so much more serious than a $550 fine. Whatever. Right. I so mean, serious. no biggie. So um, here's a scene between Lynette and Renee, and and I, I, I swear, I saw this coming. Renee's saying, oh, well, I would love to have a baby, and hearing um, Lynette talk about how sad it is to pack up her son's things so they can move into an apartment. I don't know. I wasn't buying this from Renee. She has been so about the diamond right. rings ever since we've known her and suddenly she wants a baby? Okay, you know what Ooh. I was so happy about? Nice. <laughs> what I was very Whose happy baby about. Is that? Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, mine. Whoops. Where oh my god, where's the bus boy? Where's the baby? Oh, where is he? Apparently okay. we all have babies since we all just went where? Oh, uh, 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 mine. You know, I was very excited though because I thought that this was going to go where Renee wanted the baby and all of a sudden kicked into mother mode and Gabby I, I mean and Lynette said Oh, really? She can do it? I was wrong. They didn't go that way, thank God, because that's the way it was happening. We see Renee. She designs an entire room for 
uh, Bob and Lee's kid. We see her for the past couple weeks thinking about having a kid, being the mom for their baby, whatever Bob and Lee's situation was. And I honestly thought that Desperate Housewives was going to try to sway it so that she could be a mom. They didn't do that. Instead, they say, you know what, some people aren't moms. And that's okay. And that's perfectly acceptable. Right. And that's why I didn't mind so much the scene where she thought she wanted a kid because I'm sure it crosses every woman's mind at some point. Maybe I should have a kid. I'm lonely. I have no husband anymore. I don't really have a job. What's my purpose here? Oh, people tell me my purpose should be to have a kid. So I kind of was convinced of that. I don't think those are good reasons ever. To oh, have oh, a it's child not a good reason at all. Boy, you know? uh, absolutely yeah. not a good reason. But I'm saying it happens. Right. Unless you're 14, and then it's totally fine. Absolutely. I, if you're trying Isn't to get it on 16? MTV, yeah. What is that? <laughs> right. Sweet 16. What's it called? 16 and pregnant. 16 and pregnant. Yeah. You are early by two years. Jeez. No, 16 and pregnant. But you got to start preparing. <laughs> that Practicing. is true. So anyway, I'm just happy that she didn't end up saying, "Yeah, I can do this." Oh my God, I gave up everything for this kid. Very funny scene. Led to a good place. Good thing Desperate Housewives went there. And, and don't was, you love that Renee is the one who ends up screaming out in the restaurant and causing a scene? Oh, I yeah. love that. Such it. a good moment. Love Sorry, Jen, I cut you off. Oh, no, that's okay. I was just going to say I thought it was great that Lynette stepped up and was such a good friend and said, hey, it makes me happy. It's okay if it doesn't make you happy. One day you're going to find whatever makes you happy and you're going to have plenty of room to put mm. it in. Yeah, you and know? I think that Lynette is always right on. I yeah. rarely see her character misstep, you know? Yeah, she's she's a good person. I like Lynette. Let's talk about Mike and Susan for a minute because this is a little pet peeve of mine that's been with me for a while. Okay, so Jamie Denton or James Denton, his character of Mike Delfino, he's a good looking guy. We've always liked him, but I don't know. This episode sort of brought back these feelings that I've had in in past episodes of, you know, she is really great. She's always like the Pollyanna character. Everything is look on the bright side and she's such a good neighbor and such a good friend. I think that Mike was a little weak in this episode. I found him totally annoying. A little? I was in complete agreement. He was horrible. Horrible. I was just like, how can... I just wanted the Civil War guy to, like, hit him in the face with a gun or something, and that's how annoyed I was He was being such a brat. He was so annoying. Like, his wife is dying, and you're going to be a jerk? He was throwing a hissy fit. He was being so selfish. And it could have worked. I think the writing was good because like you know when there's something horrible going on in your life and it starts manifesting it you know you forget the basket or you trip or all this stuff starts to happen and then you just explode. Right because he wants it just to go right from there. I get that. And that's how they wrote it. He just didn't do it right. So do you think that that wasn't an accurate portrayal of what someone in his real life situation would do? Well go ahead. I think that it, it's a possible scenario of what you would do if you're in that situation. But for me, everything with the two of them in this episode was so cheesy, like just cheesed out. And you know, I hear what you're saying, but that's not kind. Of, that's not how I thought of it. I definitely thought it was the writing for this episode because just blurting out "you're dying," not legitimate. Yeah, that that's was a not, lot. That's yeah. not. That wasn't enough. There wasn't enough buildup. I get the basket. I get they were trying to have sex and somebody walked in on them. I get their <laughs> picnic was ruined. I get that it was not really their anniversary. I get all that. I got that he was pissed off. I get that he tripped on a twig and he was pissed. You don't just sit down and instead of saying, listen, this is really hard for me because I feel like you're not heading in the right direction health-wise. You don't just say, you're dying. That's Susan's thing to say. You know, I thought if the writing had, if it had been better written, Susan would have said, Mike, I feel like I'm dying, and I know that you're upset right now, but we need to talk about this. Yeah. Because as a husband, you would never just come out and say, 
I'm pissed at you because you're dying. Right. Yeah, that, it, what was that? It did not make sense. It was weird. Yeah, I thought he did the best job that he could considering the writing. But also, do people really go out into the woods and get naked on a blanket? And Apparently. Uh, that's the show. I'm it's sorry. It's been confirmed. Roxy? Absolutely. Really? One time, one time. <laughs> I'm the only one who thought this was a little weird, like, and especially a Susan type. I can see Vanessa Williams' character doing it. Or uh, no, Susan no, no. was doing internet porn. Yeah. Okay. That's, what we forget oh, about Susan, what we forget <laughs> about Susan, because we have Vanessa Williams, because we have Eva Longoria, we forget that Terry Hatcher's sexy. Like, yeah. there are things about her that she does some sexy stuff. Well, you know? she certainly doesn't look like she's on dialysis. Yeah, that, that yeah, is that's the true. sexiest. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Sex outside, though, people do it all the time. I'm, yeah. People, I've heard the weirdest freaking stories. You're just out of this loop. I am missing out on this. Yeah. I, I mean, I am totally missing Not out. Not always in daylight, that I will say. That was a little strange. That was a little strange, but maybe they thought nobody was around. I would have thought nobody was around. I definitely wouldn't have thought that Civil War <laughs> reenactment people were going to be there. Yeah, that was But they weird. were, so you never know. <gasps> She's dying. She's not going to care. That's my theory. You know, like, when you're dying, time, you go have sex in the woods. You do it. So what about Bree and Keith? We we of course saw in the last episode that that Bree said, "I love you so much that I'm gonna, you know, break us up essentially, and you can move to Florida to be with a son who you never knew." Um, kind of a quick, abrupt departure. I was kind of imagining we would at least see a bit of a a goodbye. And I know Roxy, since you have such a thing for Brian Austin Green, actually. Do all of you? Yes. He's hot. Oh, okay. Yes. So since oh, everyone oh, has such mine. a thing for Brian Austin <laughs> oh. Green. <laughs> we um, share him. Were you hoping to to see him packing his suitcase and getting on a plane, or was the clean break better? You know, again, this is coming later on in our gossip more about him, but it, the fact that he may not be coming back on the show, we'll talk about later, devastating. Like brutal. We were pulling major for this. crush. You can still like find images of him online and just kind of scroll through. But them. I know on Monday nights. I know the yeah. show's on Sunday, but I come in here on Monday to watch. On Monday nights, I get to watch him for an hour. And we already covered how we feel like we live on the lane. So in our little we are Bree. world, he's in our world. We sleep with him. Wait, each one yes. of you would not be Bree the on the lane. We no, might. No, we no, take no. turns. No, you put yourself. You know how people, like guys, say that they like to watch female porn, like gay female porn, because they like can picture themselves as either per like having sex with either person. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. And guys like yeah. to watch female yeah, female porn. Yeah. They can picture themselves as Being one of the, the women. No, no, no. Having sex with either of the women. They don't have to see another penis in there. Oh. They don't have to oh. look because they're not attracted mm. to male genitalia. Well, so they can, well that's well, debatable. That's debatable. I agree with you. But the, but the point that I was trying to make, which actually, I, I'm it not... It didn't really a, work. No, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, Brie, beautiful person. Brian Austin Green, beautiful person. Love watching them because... People love watching beautiful people together, no matter what they are. Yep. Like, My opinion is, and then I could be with. Just, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Go for it, Sarah. I'm done. You can just pull the parts of the people's lives that you like and pretend it's part of your life. Yes. So, I'll pull Brian Austin Green. I'll pull Gabby's clothes. I'm Bree's you know. scones. Why After Buzz TV exclusive. Oh, well, you know, I guess we have an exclusive. Well, um, th th that's a little bit early. What's the exclusive? I thought no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Uh, we oh, all love Brian Austin Green. Did, did, did Sarah sort of let it go? TV. 
Well, let's just say we'll I promise know. you a few more exclusives in the show. That um, is true. Yeah. We we'll, won't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about this whole scene with Paul Young and Beth. I know we already talked about that coat. Um, but this <laughs> one, we saw in the tease a couple weeks ago that one of the housewives would be having some sort of, I don't know, Suicidal potential moment. suicide or a death or whatever. Um, anyone really surprised that it seems like Beth is the one who this sort yeah, of landed I think on? We called it Couldn't have been anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was pretty predictable. Okay. Yeah. What, did, what did we all think about the scene with her mother in the prison when her mother essentially said, you've disappointed me, I don't need you anymore, you're good for nothing, and I don't know, it seemed a little harsh. And I felt like I really didn't need that scene that much. I I don't know. She. We all had the reaction of, her mother's just plain evil. Evil. Insane. Like, this whole episode was about parenting. Talk about the worst parenting in the world. She raised Beth literally to be her minion. No other part. Like, no love. Just just a little pawn to, like, play with. And just awful. You okay. know what? Though, the reason that I think I did need that scene was to see Beth's absolute desperation. I have nowhere to turn. I don't have my mom. I don't have my husband. I need to do this. Because otherwise, shooting herself in the head... Where the hell did that come from, you know? So, uh, on one hand, the scene kind of annoyed me because, really, it was upsetting. It's your mother, and hopefully you can go to her, and no matter what you've done wrong, she'll kind of be there at least a little bit. So, it was upsetting and gross, and I hate her mom. But that being said, otherwise, her shooting herself would come out of nowhere. But also, doesn't that make us as viewers admire what Beth did? Because that's a pretty courageous thing. She's not feeling needed. She has the courage to go into a hospital and kill herself thinking that her one last legacy will be to leave a kidney. Yes. Seems a little yeah. cuckoo. I'm going to go with cuckoo. Wow. That's crazy. Well, no, apparently re- DJ Jesse thinks it's crazy the too. Since we got the I, 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 I actually got to disagree with all you. I, yeah. I actually like Beth. I think she's a little crazy, but look what she comes from, and look what she's been going through. I, I know I haven't seen too much of the show. Oh gosh, she comes from the '30s or the '40s. Yeah, she's she comes on her from I, crazy town. <laughs> hey, to each look at Lady Gaga's she's wearing meat on her. This girl arriving just wants to wear some uh, arriving in eggs. This but girl Beth just doesn't wants to, sing. If Beth could sing bar. like Lady Gaga, it would be different. Well, so but no, but she has. A, a, she's on a damn TV show, so she can wear all the sofas and curtains <laughs> she Grandma's wants to wear. You know wrapped up doilies. I, I actually keep going. And, and her, I mean. The, I, the scene with her mother was kind of it was I mean but I mean we're playing along with this typical uh, everybody playing this typical character and so I, f- I mean you're going along with it you have the typical gay guy the typical t- typical uh, Latino you know and then all of a sudden you have this crazy girl uh, she has some crazy stares I'll give her that but she just got kicked out then you go you see she goes to jail to visit her mother and she's asking for her to take her back and she has nobody and then what? what is Brie going to her to declare that she's being this nice person? It was like, why do you have to go tell her this? Okay, I totally agree. And when Brie walks in and she says, just so you know, I feel bad <laughs> that I didn't spend more time talking to you. You actually seem like a nice girl. Gotta go. Right. Bye. I'm like, well, you can talk to her now. Exactly. She's sitting in a motel room oh, in the dark. You talk to her. She needs a friend. Feeding her dead fish. Feeding her dead, you know. fish. Feeding her dead fish. There was nothing in the bowl. Oh, it was. It was, yeah, at, there the was at the bottom. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really there was sad. a dead fish. Yeah, I totally missed Remember that. the goldfish? Yeah, I, first I don't care well, about the fish. Like, I want to comment on what just happened. Okay, okay. Be, I thought an unbelievably selfish move of Beth to do what she did. I agree. Because I completely agree. Brie comes to her. Yes, it was a little strange the way that Brie said, "This is you are a donor. 
but you have no choice. This is what's going to happen. That being said. And Bree said, this is everything Bree to me. explained, yeah. this is everything to me. Beth's thought process in my mind is this. I have nothing. I want the people on the street to love me, so maybe I'll have something. I need to do this, and Bree's not going to let me, so I'm going to shoot myself. Like, I just thought that it was so incredibly selfish, especially after Bree said what she said. And yes, maybe Bree should have sat there after seeing Beth's face, which was creepy as all get out, but more so than that, it was sad. Bree should have sat there and said, what's up? But Bree's also thinking, holy crap, I'm about to be one kidney less. You know, she's got things going on in her own head. It's not like Beth is her BFF, you know? So I, I think that it was completely reasonable. She went there and told her that she was a match. The reason she went there was because the doctors could not get in touch with her and she wanted her to know she was a match. And because Brie is just a classy lady. Right. Brie sends a thank you note if you like say hello to her on the street. She's just a classy gal. So she's gonna go and have a conversation with Beth so Beth doesn't hear it from some doctor, she hears it from Brie. And I think another part of that, which Brie mentioned, was that she wanted to thank her for even getting tested. Yeah. She went right. out on her own from the flyer, the only person in the community to do so. Like, yeah. didn't get forced into this little locked room with Brie and her nurse. Like, she went out and did it. So I think it was also to say, look, I wanted to let you know because you did this, but I wanted to thank you because I judged you wrong, and this really shows that you can be a nice person. And I agree with you, Roxy. I thought Beth was completely selfish doing what she did because, you know, to donate an organ like that, I mean, if you put an organ that's, like, in trauma into another person's body that can cause all kinds of complications. I mean, if she really wanted to be respected, she should have had a sane conversation with Brie about why she wanted to do it instead of just giving her a creepy smile. I mean, if she right. really wanted to try to do this, if she really wanted this to be her the thing that like brings her back to life, she should have had a conversation with Brie and possibly with Susan and then with the doctors. Right. I thought it was so selfish and over dramatic of her. If Beth had sat there and said when Brie explained her piece, if, if Beth had said I hear what you're saying, but listen, Brie, yeah. I feel like I have nothing. I feel like I have no one. And I understand you're fe feeling very similar, but you have all these women on Mysteria Lane. I have no place. And God forbid something goes wrong. You're her friend and she needs you. Yeah. She doesn't need me at this point. Please let me do this. Brie would have said, okay. But she's not mm. mentally stable enough to get those words out there. Which I know. <laughs> and we wouldn't have a TV show Great if they point. were all mentally True. stable. But exactly. I mean, and think of those poor people at the hospital who have to clean up that mess. That Thank that moment, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming in the screening room. Yeah. I just, I almost wanted to cover my eyes because that moment of knowing someone's going to kill themselves. Mm. That poor woman who brushed her off a million times for the rest of her life now is going to think, I, I made that call kill herself. Yeah. I made Selfish. her put that gun in her purse. Yes. No. <laughs> She'll get over it. I was holding <laughs> Roxy's hand as that was going up. I was like, Roxy. Roxy, give me your hand. And I was holding it during the screening room. Just because we knew what was going to happen. It's like a roller happen. coaster and you're climbing up to the top. We knew. Well, let's, we, let's take a quick commercial break. And then um, I've sort of been saving this because I thought this was one of the best little storylines in the show, the talent show. Yeah, um, the talent Juanita show. and the whole drama with Gabby and Lee. I think um, not only was it fun to watch, but it also brought back some fun memories of growing up because we all remember what it was like to uh, to experience our little talent show. So oh, let's take a yeah. quick commercial. We'll be right back. 
Want to find out what the AfterBuzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's experience. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the AfterBuzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig no, will come no. off. That wig come off, baby. No! What? Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Okay, we'll think about it. All <laughs> right, welcome back. Sorry, during the break we were just chatting about um, talent shows. And uh, pretty much how talented we are. <laughs> exactly. You know, whatever. <laughs> So this um, this I thought was not only a really funny um, little storyline in this in this episode, but I also thought it was great the way it turned it out uh, the way it turned out because I did not expect to see the change in Gabby that we ultimately saw. But that's that's back up though and and, and back up to the beginning. Um, so so Bob and Lee, the uh, the gays on the lane, the two <laughs> the two guys raising their new adopted daughter. Are, um, well, Lee especially is in fierce competition with Gabby because their daughter, who apparently speaks Mandarin, is practicing the violin. Who they got a couple weeks ago now, fluent in Mandarin. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, like I mean, that. well, you know, those kids these days, they can really they can really pick things up quickly. Rose out of stone. And, uh, <laughs> and Gabby has sort of realized that Juanita doesn't necessarily have her own special She's talents. She's a jack of all trades. Oh, really? <laughs> Jack of all trades. What like are Juanita's trades? You know? Like she can she eat anything. She strums the guitar on her. She's very her manipulative. Racket. Racket. She's good at playing hide and go seek, except when her mom goes to the shoe store. She, she can, loves to play dress up in her mom's closet. Or cops and robbers when she like. The thing is, most kids, oh, yeah. most kids, I think are pretty likable. Who are I don't know featured on a show. I have never really found that soft spot for Juanita I yet. I love Juanita. Why do? What do you love Ooh, about she's her? Such a riot. I don't know. I felt so sad for her during the whole Grace thing that I think that's when she kind of creeped her way into my heart. What about when she Aww. cut? <laughs> what about when she cut Grace's hair off? <laughs> Did you like her then? Because um, <laughs> so I didn't. No, but Grace no was feeling. kind of annoying too. It was Grace a cry was like, for attention. Like she was like perfect, like this perfect little princess. Well, she I didn't know. Grace. Well, I know, but Juanita is like real. You know, that's why I like her is because you don't usually see like yeah. that kind of sarcastic kids on TV, and she's. You know, maybe not the cutest little girl in the world, but she's real. What's funny is Juanita sort of plays the role, I think, as like a mini Carlos, because Carlos is always like responding to Gabby with these reality mm-hmm. checks. Yeah. And I think Juanita is very much the same way. Like, Mom, come on. Like, she can see through Gabby like so that. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I love that in this episode we did see... Um, Juanita in a new light with the tap shoes because that was not the talent I was expecting when she was doing that little armpit farting noise <laughs> oh, thing. So funny. How perfect was that for her character? Wait, do you yeah. think she can actually the actress can do that in real life? 
I would not be surprised if she could. Because I kind of really I heard, I felt like noises were coming out of that. I, I was yeah, impressed. I think That's a good one. That was not ADR. <laughs> yeah. I think she did it for real. That is automated dialogue replacement. And I don't know if um, ADR would, you know, qual- like farting no. noise would translate. Because it's not dialogue. <laughs> oh, well, that, oh sorry, guys. Sorry, Roxy. Oh, Jeez. Roxy. <laughs> don't eat two it's hours before baby. the show. It's a farting baby. It's a farting baby <laughs> under the table. So let's talk a little bit about how this scene plays out. Yeah, that baby. Shut up. Shut up. Someone really needs to hold Bus that boy. baby. Feed the baby. I'll pay you $200. <laughs> so let's talk about the way um, Juanita's uh, whole talent show portion played out and this competition with Lee. Because I, the, the, when the scene started, in the opening scene, and um, Gabby is on Lee's front door and I realized Lee is just another one of the housewives on the lane. There is this competitive thing and I was kind of hating him as the parent thinking, okay, he's going to have the daughter who's practicing her violin two hours a day, five days a week, but then I kind of changed my mind about Lee and Bob as the episode went on. Did anyone else change as the talent show commenced? I knew it was coming. Like, I really did. Like, I knew that Lee was just going to have so much love for her because like Lee has a good heart underneath his little quirks and crazy. Underneath all those floral shirts. Underneath Uh, all those floral uh, shirts. So I knew it, and I was, like, so excited. Because he was so excited when, after his um, adopted daughter performed, he was just, like, love. Even though she messed up, he was so, you could see that excitement in his face. Such a sweet um, moment. I grew up with uh, a tiger mom of sorts. I don't know if you've heard about this memoir, Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mom, and it's about, you know, Eastern mothers and how they raise their children um, under uh, very strict... <laughs> oh, is there a tiger under mom Under a very strict rule of thumb. I think thumb. your mom has just joined yeah. us by phone. <laughs> and I definitely had piano lessons, uh, Korean school, um, art classes... Um, Tap dancing? Uh, tap, I, I was a tap dancer. So was we I. Oh, my God. I hi. took classes at UCLA. No way. That's why I, the shuffle off to Buffalo. Yeah, shuffle off the Buffalo. And when they're, they're like, good Buffalo. good luck with Juanita stomping off to Buffalo. Oh, Did yeah, you catch that funny. line? That was funny. <laughs> Only, only the tap dancers. Did you in the room snap at the end of your tap dances, or did you? Are you kidding me? I snapped like throughout the whole thing. <laughs> no, I never snapped once. <laughs> no, so Sharon, continue. Um, so, oh my gosh. So, um, and but the thing is, I know that uh, no matter what, my mom is always proud of me, and so I, I saw that in Lee, even though he's pretty strict about you know her lessons and so on and so forth. Um, that it's done with love, but but don't you see how for some parents it's almost like they want their child to be the star, not for the I, child's well-being. Well, we're before, talking oh, about that. Yeah, here, here I, we here are. We <laughs> this was the best. I've got. I'm from the. I'm part Korean, and so I'm very much entrenched in the Korean community, and uh, the Korean moms are definitely. Everything you could do, I could do it better. You know, like my child pitted against yours. Yeah, they love comparing children so and how did you uh, measure up or is that too personal <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think I did okay in life She's I think fabulous. you look great <laughs> what about for school what about your education really hard on you yeah my mom always wanted the best a minus is not good enough always demanded to be better to be the best possible me and okay. yeah sometimes it's really difficult but um I think I turned out somewhat Pretty good. Same. So your parents, I give you an same. A plus. Your parents were more Bob and Lee esque. Mine, on the other end of the spectrum, way more Gabby like. And it's interesting because 
my parents never signed me up for anything and I signed myself up for every single thing I could possibly do. <laughs> for course. acting classes, for ceramics classes, for dance classes, for lacrosse, for basketball, for soccer, whatever it was, I was doing it. My brother didn't ever sign himself up for anything. He liked to play video games all day. And whatever it was, that was fine with my parents. They just didn't, they said, okay, finally they'll grow into it. And I really don't know whether that was a good thing or a bad thing because it worked out really well for me. Mm-hmm. I found what I love to do. I'm here right now doing it, I you know? I feel like it depends because sometimes if parents put too much pressure, it totally backfires. Right. And sometimes in your case, if parents don't, but aren't, my brother, aren't hands-on enough. My brother completely backfired, still sitting playing video games all day long, you know? But he's only like, what, 35? So that's a, that's fine. <laughs> no, 42, I think. <laughs> but almost. No, he's 21. And still, seriously, though, and it's just interesting to me that same parenting style can turn two kids out completely differently or a different parenting style could turn kids out the same way you know so when I was watching this I thought it was so funny because Gabby it wasn't the way she was parenting it was how competitive she got that finally got her trying to be a better parent when really the way she was doing it was fine yeah Sharon what did you think of the line when Gabby said you know their their daughter is practicing violin so much she's gonna be so good she's practically Asian oh my god I thought it was so funny (laughs) I love Asian digs because I love making fun of myself (laughs) And my cultures. You gotta laugh. Yeah. That's good. That's a good, That's a good, good. healthy dose. So yeah. um, when when this was all going on, I mean, obviously we watched the episode and, and it, Gabby, after hiding Juanita's tap shoes, which all of us were like, no, she could not do that. <laughs> so Seemed like such an them under evil thing to do. So, funny. so sad. But I'm so glad she came around after seeing Bob and Lee's reaction to their daughter. Even though she made mistakes, she saw how proud they were. Oh, she was of so her. mean, scoffing at Bob. I know. <laughs> Laughing like. Oh my God. <laughs> you must be like, embarrassed must be about so that. Yeah. Right? You know what? That, uh, what I what I wrote down was thinking during this episode is, Gabby does this a lot. All the time. She will mess up and then very quickly will say, "Oops!" Like when she called immigration on. Grace's parents and then tries to fix things really quickly. She makes a crap ton of mistakes and then always tries to go back and fix them. And she usually does a pretty good job at fixing them. Well, she's a fast learner. I mean, just like these kids speaking Mandarin. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right. Don't you think she's kind of like Lucy? I love Lucy. Like, you know, she's all like Lucy would make these huge messes, these huge problems, but then she would always find some way to like make it up to Ricky. You know what I mean? Like, and we love her for that because she's like a more relatable version. Yeah, I see that. I totally see that. Yeah. She well, even dressed like her in the episode. In this episode, she did. She yeah, told, yeah, yeah, totally. The I hair, loved. the makeup, the dress. I don't care what she's wearing. She, she looks awesome. Always. Yeah. <laughs> always, always. Um, do you think she's wearing a push-up bra? Absolutely. Oh, no, no. Of course not. Well, I don't know. I, they just I don't stay know. like that. <laughs> so we had an idea. I think tonight's uh, special segment has to be a super, super special segment because not only do we have uh, some potential spoiler alerts, but... We also thought it would be kind of nice to share um, some of the ladies here. Are you, you see their talent and you hear their talent every week uh, on After Buzz TV. But you might not know that Sarah, for instance, is so good at burping the alphabet. That's just one example. I don't want to give away too much because this is really, I mean, talk about exclusives. This is not only a can't first. Can't get this anywhere else. You can't no, get this anywhere Yes, a first I, for us here at After not. Buzz. <laughs> but like Jen said, we hope. After Buzz. Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. That one Neither scared me a little bit. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I keep Love thinking we're attitude. having like earthquakes here. It is Southern California. Just Jesse. 
So I don't want to put you ladies on the spot. Sarah, I already sort of did with no you. Worries. But during the episode, the only reason I know, by the way, you can burp the alphabet is because you, you were talking about your talents. So while Juanita is about to go on stage and tap her little heart out, I think maybe you should just give us a brief little taste of oh. um, your, your mom, alphabet. Your mom's not going to be pleased. She my says you'll never get men. Oh, really are you funny. kidding? She's going to love it. Oh, me and my stepdad will have like burping competitions like nice. at our dinner table. My mom yes. literally cringes. Like she like grabs her utensils and she's like, stop it, stop it. And she gets so mad and like she can't fully like pronounce her words because she's so furious and I'm cracking up. Great. Okay. Do you have to drink soda before? I do a lot better with soda, so we'll see how this goes. Okay. I don't know. I might, You're not I'm, accidentally going to like throw up on the desk, no. are you? I might need to warm up like once or two, so you're going to have to like mind me burping. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and don't make me laugh. Yeah, that, that was, was not. That was not, not her. I thought that was you. <laughs> oh I did God. too. I was like, oh wow. Jeez. No, Jesse, next time we gotta be more in sync so that I can make the motion yeah. and people will uh-huh. actually think that's me doing that. That was so real sounding. Uh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. No, but um, we'll see how this works. I might need to warm up like one or two. Okay. I'm like gonna start. No, we're all friends here. For hot chicks on air burping. <laughs> we gotta rename um, this show. Hot chicks on air burping okay. next week. You never week, know. Though. There You're could be totally little right. boys at home, like looking at this, thinking, mm, "Damn, duh." Why do you think we're doing this? TV exclusive. Yeah, no, um, I do do better with soda, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> wow. Ah, I need like. You're soda. doing it. I You're doing impressed. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. A B C D E. I heard so it. I can do words if I have soda. Yeah. Could you try to do just one short word? That was so good. Let's Roxy. just just a little more. Do Roxy. Yeah, try to do Roxy. Yeah, try to do Roxy. I can't. I don't know if I can do Roxy. I might be able to. Let's see if I can do After Buzz. After Buzz. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. That was just. Just I don't even know what to say. I'm. Yeah, I'm actually speechless. What can I say? I can't believe I just did that in this recording. Wow. Yeah. Well, I am so Wait, glad I did I not bring to- my tap shoes tonight because <laughs> I wouldn't to want to follow that. Tough act to follow. I want to redeem myself. I do to have better talents than burping. Like what? Not possible. Um, I was trained as a classical opera singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, she's really oh good. Oh, my God. Oh, she's unbelievable. You have to go. Wow. I can't sing right now. My voice is horrible. Something, something. I'm, like, sick. I a can't note, sing. A note. Wait, opera she's requires really warming up. I she's mean, really it's good. like. I really can't right now. I feel like I'll be horrible. Hey, we don't care. next time maybe maybe we, we leave that care. for for another week <laughs> because yeah. I I would really actually like to see yeah. that. Yeah, I sing in multiple languages. Wow, she's really yeah. freaking good. I was almost a vocal major. I have two hour wow. car rides here with her, and she belts it out sometimes. All right, so next week, Sarah, next week Sarah's redeeming herself. <laughs> next week she's sing- yeah. gonna give us a little Burping, something. I'll be singing in Italian. I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Yay. Okay, so um, before the special segment wraps up, quickly, uh, any other talents? Roxy, I think you wanted to you know share what? one. Mine's not really as much of a talent. It's just weird things I can do. Oh, I'm okay. excited. Like, Are you going to turn your eyelids inside out? Yeah. Yes, I can do that, too. I love it. Stop, 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 stop. Sorry. This is PG rated. <laughs> that is totally no PG. That, that, that doesn't count, Roxy. Come on, eyelids. You know what else I can do, but I can't show you right now because I don't have string, but I can... Play Cat's Cradle with my toes. Wow. I don't know what Cat's Cradle is. What does that mean? It's the string game. It's the the string string game. Oh. Like, you know when you, like, make things? Yeah. Yeah. That's really impressive. Wow. That's really cool. How long are your toes? Because that's... They're not that long, but I, I, like, have to help myself out with sometimes, but I can... 
put things on my toes. That's what she said. Can you write? <laughs> can you write? Would you, I mean, if you have that dexterity, you should be able to grip a pencil and know. write your name. Maybe. What can you do with your toes, Roxy? What can't you do? Well, yeah, that's the, what can't I do is a better question. For any of you who are new to listening in, we all know that Roxy has a strange ability for making people fall in love with her really quick. And is that I, my talent? I think it's your talent. Or maybe it's or related to the toes <laughs> with her toes. <laughs> that's you a don't huge know because you've never seen my toes. That's a very huge compliment. Yeah. So what's are you gonna do it? Are you gonna turn your eyelids inside out? Yeah, but you have to do it with me then. All right, I'll oh do it if gosh, you want. Oh gosh, I'm gonna. I love it. I, I need I, a minute. You oh need a minute. Will they stay? Yeah. He yeah, gives course. me. Jen, give me a kiss. Come on. Oh my god. It's okay, oh my god. Wow, I cannot believe we just did that. Yeah. That just wow. gives me the heebie-jeebies. Everybody says that to me. Maybe that's why people fall in love with me. I love it. Because I have really oh, nice I inner eyelids. Do you wear contact lenses? Mm -mm. Oh, because I do, and that's it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. But luckily, can you I can see now. Yeah, I can still see. I also have really weird fingers. I don't know if you guys can see, but they're like, I can't point. Wow. They're like, oh, they're like double jointed. This is turning into the Halloween yeah. episode, and wow. I feel like we're straying Maybe just a little bit. I was going to tell this really sweet, cute talent show story, and then everybody had to start turning their eyelids. No, go out for it. Go for it. Because I think we need Wrap to us up on the talent redeem show. ourselves. Okay, so when I was in fifth grade, I was going to be in this like jester show, like a tap show, because I was a tap dancer with like my friends. My girlfriends were gonna do like this jester performance and when I was 12 I got injured really badly and I still have these like ankle injuries so I was on crutches and in, in a cast and my parents were like well Jennifer what are you gonna do are you gonna sit out and I said no I'm not gonna sit out and no absolutely not I'm not a quitter just like Juanita just like you're Juanita. not a quitter so yeah. what I did I put taps on the bottom of my crutches. <gasps> oh my god, I love oh. it. And I went up there, and this is amazing, this is how brave kids oh. are, because now I would be like, oh no, I'm out, I'm That's out, amazing. I can't do it. I put taps on the bottom of my crutches, and I still put the cute little outfit on, and I went up there, and I learned the dance, and I did no. it, and I did it, not I in a chair, it. but I sat, I stood up, which is my cast on, and I did the dance with my crutches. Wow. That is That's so sweet. Standing ovation? Because I would have. That's the best. Wow. I don't remember if it was a standing O. I, I, oh, oh, here I do. That story is almost like so perfectly, amazingly, sickeningly sweet that yeah. I wonder if you made it up. I was also, no, I was also in Annie at the same time. It was my first musical, and I didn't want to quit, so I became the injured orphan. And I would sit on the edge of the stage and do all the dances just with my hands. And then at the end, when the other orphans would come and pick me up and help me. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I think next week you child. should bring your crutches in. <laughs> I don't Just so we can see. Get trip on down the table. Just, yeah, this seems like a good <laughs> tap. Yeah. Yeah. And Sharon and I will tap can as well. Yeah, yeah. you guys could be my other two jesters. Absolutely. They're worth we three. just need a bigger studio. So can we all work on that maybe? <laughs> yeah. Next week, you know, three times the size. Well, this, this talent portion of our show tonight was not only unexpected, but I think it was quite touching, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Those eyelids, I really should do that more often. I mean, oh, that reaction is really I'm worth it. I'm telling you, it helps you get with people that you never thought you would. <laughs> Trust her. <laughs> just, just get with people. Okay. Just kidding. Well, um, get so lunch with, of course. Oh, to yes. have lunch if it's gonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem, Wait, then. I would can love I just to share do that. My stupid little talent. Please, Sharon. Okay, yes. I can sing the states in alphabetical order. 
I, like, I, I got that. Does everybody I got do that? that? Yeah. Did we learn that in school? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do it. Oh, I think I, I did that in fifth it. grade. I can do it. Wait, can you do the first 30 can seconds? Can we do it all together? Yeah. Okay. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, I have a different version. Okay, well, unfortunately, we don't have all night to hear the rest of this beautiful rendition of whatever the hell that was. You heard the same one. I thought I was I think my ears are bleeding. So you know that I can do it. Can I do it on the car ride home for you? Yes, of course. Okay, then we're good. I'm going to have that stuck in my head. We can move on. Okay, well, um, before we get to news and gossip, which um, our DJ Jesse will be providing, we have a couple potential spoiler alerts. So, Jen, you auditioned for. Uh, Desperate Housewives, Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Warning, the spoiler has been found on AfterBuzz TV property. Please remain calm. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for a siren yeah. to drop down from the ceiling and just like spin. I was waiting for it to end personally. Yeah, it was a little intense. Um, well, so I did an audition for Desperate Housewives. So I was auditioning for a new pilot. So I was on the Universal lot, and what luck! I'm walking to my car, and there's a producer standing outside the Desperate Housewives office on the phone, and all I heard him say was, "Yeah, because Bree's facing this health crisis, life crisis, so it might be good for him to come back." Okay, so my question for you is, how do you know like this producer's wife isn't named Brie in real life? Okay, maybe, but that takes all the fun out of it. Mm, <laughs> I'm very leaving interesting. it. Like, that's okay. just too... I, mean, he was I don't know any Brie's. Do you know any Brie's? I don't it's know not, anyone It's not Brie. like saying Jane. I know Brie Cheese at Trader Joe's. The so Brie true. Cheese is having a health crisis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, Brie, Brie not a common Brie. name, for sure. Okay, so a potential health issue for Brie coming up. And which, also a life issue, which see, was interesting. I would be a bit surprised given Susan's health problems. I'm t- kind of tired of sick people on the yeah. show, personally. People shooting themselves in the head and losing kidneys. But who knows? That That is like, quite a possibility. Maybe Brie starts drinking again. You know, I was. Oh, that would make her more fun. And then fun. she needs a liver, because that would be a health crisis and a life crisis. <laughs> and maybe like Orson comes back, or her son comes back, or like some. Right. Too bad Brian Austin Green's not I coming know. back. I know. Okay, well let's uh, let DJ Jesse take away the news and gossip, where I believe he might have a little spoiler alert Ooh, for us as so well. All right, Emily Burgle, who plays Beth, tweeted about the scene where her character shot herself. She said, quote, We did shoot three endings, but they were different versions of how I offed myself. A little later, she added, But this is not the last of Beth, I promise. So even though she shot herself in the head, something tells me she lives. Roxy, you were saying something. A, l- a lot of people on the show seem to shoot themselves and live, and or live get shot and live through yeah. it. Uh, I read in some article online that she shot herself on purpose in the ER, so maybe something could happen. That's why she didn't go to the organ transplant floor. I don't know. So I know they could save her, essentially. Sh- so they could save her. And still be a martyr. But to me, I was thinking, if, if I'm going to shoot myself and hope I live, I'm definitely not shooting myself in the head. Right? No. I'm a little curious as to what the other like endings, endings were. Are. Yeah, like, it always true. makes me so curious, and people are like, oh, other option. I'm always like... Let us see. What is it? I You'll know. never know. Eyebrow raise. Mm. Mm. My favorite books were always the choose your own adventure type. Yeah. Oh, no, me yeah. too. Me too. 
I hated those because then so I would have I. to go back and read it. I'm like, well, what it's if too I wanted much work. this choice? It's like life. You have so many options. So many choices. No, just be the author, write the book, tell me what to read. And, and the dolphin always lived in the end, no matter what path you chose. <laughs> always. Those damn dolphins. I, never mind. I didn't read those no, books. No, no. No, I was just, no, you don't want to know. I was like, oh, just keep going. Well, we oh, do want to know, Sarah. No, I'm taking this too broad. Oh, goodness. I was just going to say that those adventure books, I use them as my metaphor for life. Me too. Ugh, <laughs> uh, nerd alert. Here we go. Nerd alert. <laughs> but that's how I explain Can we get a nerd alert sound effect, please? Nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> Oh, that's Thank someone you. Life is a us. choose your own adventure book. <laughs> I'm with you. Or yes. choose your own mystery. I totally. Okay. Please, DJ Jesse, okay. help us get out Save of Save us, Jesse. <laughs> help. All right. Desperate Housewives has been named by many Latino groups as the best show on air representing Latinos. Oh. Phoenix-based Chicanos Unidos Arizona, Take Back Atslan, and Nuestros Reconquistos said that the show gives Latinos the best image. Desperate Housewives portrays Latinos documented and undocumented in a very positive way, claims Cecilia Maldonado of Chicanos Unidos. The show that was named the worst representations for Latinos was Family Guy. I love this um, because Gabby drives a Maserati. Duh. They live in a huge house. Of course they look good. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't anyone upset that Juanita is like the bigger character and a little bit, I don't know, maybe I'm going into territory I shouldn't, but... I don't know. I thought that this was interesting that they they loved this as their representation because they are really screwed in a lot of other shows, you know? Yeah. yeah. So maybe this one rich Latino family helps them morale every morning. They wake up and say, we've got this girl on Desperate Housewives. That's yeah. what we're like. No doubt. We Go drive ahead. Maseratis. Maybe it's, it's more that Ava Longoria Parker is a great role model. And right. so that kind of feeds, you know... Well, image. next week, the Women's you know, Organization of America will be releasing a statement saying Eva Longoria is a great representation oh, of, of women it. in America, too. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. People, oh, I'm kidding. We, we've yeah. got news and gossip coming up in a little bit. We've got news and gossip coming up in a little bit about how she actually is a really good person. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say, I do appreciate ABC for diversity. Yeah, yeah. Totally. They're really good about diversifying. All right. Well, this is for you, ladies. Says the Korean. <laughs> 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 We're on TV too. There's like four of us. Yeah. Hear it after Buzz. Get uh, to look. Brian Austin Green is leaving the show permanently. Uh-huh. His character Keith ends his relationship with Bree and moves to Florida to be closer with his son. The reason for Green's departure from Desperate Housewives is because he was recently cast as the male lead in TBS comedy pilot The Wedding Band. <laughs> TV Line reported, however, that a new male is being cast to replace Brian Austin Green. The site claims that, quote, Brie won't be without a male companionship for long, though. The show is currently casting a new love interest for her. Rumor has it, her suit as profession will cause problems for a certain wisteria. Now, this was interesting. When Sarah and I were discussing on our way over here, what profession could somebody have that would cause issues for somebody on Wisteria Lane? Oh, I don't know. They're pretty, like, clean, you know, squeaky clean image. So I could, like, any profession that wouldn't be up to par to, like, a I, upper middle class no, neighborhood, was, right? Oh, I said detective or police officer. And, yeah. I, and I was thinking somebody that directly interfered with somebody's business. Like, Carlos had somebody who was trying to outdo him as a businessman. Or I think an FBI agent. I think, think, like, a WWF wrestler. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> we'll say. We'll say. Throwing Brie around? As long as it's not Orson... Honestly, Ronald McDonald will make me happy. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Desperate Housewives star Eva Longoria showed her support for her native Texas by speaking out against planned budget cuts at a rally on Tuesday. The actress addressed a crowd of more than 1,000 in San Antonio to denounce pro- pro- uh, proposed cuts to services for people with intellectual developmental disabilities, IDD. Longoria, who co-founded a program for people with IDD in San Antonio, argued that the community will suffer if state authorities slash funding. Longoria told her fellow Texans, quote, When I heard about the budget cuts in Texas, I was outraged, personally hurt. We need these in Austin to hear us loud and clear. This is not okay. She was joined at an event by her mentally challenged sister, Lisa, before meeting with state legislators to discuss the controversial cuts. Good for her. That's nice. And I I actually didn't know, she does a lot of charity stuff for IDD and for other different mentally challenged uh, organizations, and I didn't know that she had a sister who... I didn't know that either. Yeah, I learned that this week, so I feel like every week we hear about Eva Longoria and and her philanthropy. Yeah, Yeah, it's fantastic. What is the PC way to say mentally challenged? Is that it? I feel like it changes all the time. Mentally challenged. Mentally challenged, yeah, because, so, like, yeah. disabled, I've heard yeah, bad things about yeah. that people say, like, differently abled instead of mm, disabled. Yeah. yeah. Handicapped no longer. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. Because yeah. I think handicapped I never can keep could up be, with it. like, we're all handicapped in some way, you know. Then you've got my grandparents mentally. who still refer to every single person who's Asian as Orientals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. I'm yeah. like, Mom, rugs are Oriental, yeah, or I know, not people. I know. She and still the UK doesn't get it. And then, yeah, and really? In the, mm-hmm. the nicest way they could possibly say it. Oh, your Oriental friend. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm like, who um, are you talking about? Yeah, which I, one? Yeah. <laughs> the I, one with the golden undertone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, rumors circulated that Penelope Cruz was not pleased with her younger brother, Eduardo, dating Eva Longoria. A source fa- uh, familiar with the situation said, however, that could not be further from the truth. Source told PerezHilton.com that, quote, Penelope was actually the one who set up Eva and Eduardo. Even Penelope are friends and have been for quite some time. Eva has been very welcomed into the family and all is well, the source added. Why wouldn't you want yeah, somebody exactly. to date Eva Longoria? I mean, she's perfect. Come she's on, perfect. keep the pretty jeans going. Well, but yeah. what's the age gap, though? Ten years. Who cares? 25 to 30. But some people, I mean, I have no issue with that at all, but I think some people might. Well, because Penelope's probably closer to Eva's age. Yeah. So maybe she thinks that's a little weird. Maybe. But maybe hmm. not, Whatever. apparently. If my brother brought home Eva Longoria, I'd be like, score. Yeah, let yeah. Good job, man. <laughs> I think they both scored personally, he, though. Right? Neither of them he is, is b- bad smoking. looking. That is true. Very true. Going for the younger men. Mm-hmm. Kuka. I love it. Felicity Huffman talked to John Byrne on the set this week. After meeting with her, Byrne said, quote, She may be a star on one of TV's biggest shows on the planet, Desperate Housewives. As if you don't know, but Felicity Huffman and her husband, fellow actor William H. Macy, are the opposite of high-maintenance Hollywood couple. That does not surprise me not at all. Mm-mm. I always see them like together on like red carpet and everything, and they just look so nice. And the so comments sweet. I've heard about um, about their relationship... Just makes me want to have What a were you telling me earlier about having sex? Oh, um, this was a couple oh. of years ago. Long, <laughs> no, 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 no. Related, no. related. Oh, okay. Wait for it. Okay. No. A couple of years ago, I just remember they were doing an interview, and Felicity Huffman said, like, they were like, what keeps your marriage intact? She's just like, oh, you know, lots of sex. And that wow. was like her answer. Normal couple. Just like just like her character exactly. on Housewives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, Straight. She's to freaking the point. awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. But you know, all the women on the show, the actresses are just really good awesome. Yeah, yeah, good people. 
Well, Felicity also loves to play Lynette on Desperate Housewives. When asked by Byrne if she would rather play a more glamorous, normal part on the show, she responded, quote, Oh, normal? Absolutely normal. That year, for example, that I had cancer? No. Hair or makeup? I would come in, put a scarf on my head. For me, it's confronting to try and pull yourself together. You know, because that little voice inside your head keeps going. Who the hell do you think you are? But when you're just trying to be normal and in your sweatpants or big and fat because you're pregnant, it's not as challenging. Hmm. Interesting. I I read the rest of this article talked about how much she thinks she's very different than Lynette and why she enjoys playing the character. So I thought that was interesting to hear because right now we're just talking about how similar straight to the point she is, but uh, very, very different. She says she's a lot more laid back about things and and not as rigid around the house. Not as neurotic. Interesting. All right, and that's your After Buzz TV news and gossip for the week of March 7, 2011. Awesome. Nice. Well, um, let's run through predictions really quickly before we all say goodbye. It's been, um, this really flies by. The show flies by. It goes so fast. Um, and now, your After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. Again, it's our Halloween show, in case nobody <laughs> out there noticed. Halloween. It's October. So, so Sharon, um, the situation with Mike and Susan. What's your prediction? What do we see next episode? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Mike and Susan. It's annoying when I call on people, isn't it? Yeah. Almost like I'm we're back in school on the talent question. show. <laughs> well, does anyone feel strongly about what Mike and Susan may, may face well, in upcoming episodes? Well, we know she's going to get a kidney. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we think, thing. right? She has to. There's two two opportunities. Yeah, they've got to end the storyline. Right? The storyline is getting old. Everybody's sick of it. It's getting cheesed out. I mean, come on. Let's. Yeah. Just get the kidney, move on. You Can know what? MJ come into the picture. I like yeah, watching. I like him. MJ a lot. I'm gonna predict that he's coming in. Yeah. My my prediction is, <laughs> I've learned I've learned from um, a little bit of experience that having somebody with a terminal disease in your family m- makes things very very hard and difficult to grasp, and especially the spouse can't understand it, can't comprehend it, and after that first initial, you're dying both of us acknowledge that no matter how it happened in this episode after that's acknowledged things get a little easier absolutely so i hopefully there if this goes on for another week two weeks however long hopefully their relationship will be a little less rocky and he can be more supportive of what she needs and like she says to him at the end of the episode you can lean on me i'm a little stronger than that hopefully she'll be able to do the same thing to him and lean on him a little more because right now he's breaking down so i i think if we do see more of this Oh my god! I just, I just, yeah, yeah just. Yeah. If we do see any more of this, hopefully it will be him being a little bit stronger and her being able to lean on him more. But fortunately, I don't think this storyline is going to go on much longer. And she's either going to get kidney from here, or kidney from Bree, or whatever it is. And the reason we don't have that many predictions on what's going to happen is because this is what happened sp- after the show. We didn't get a spoiler. We saw nothing, and we were all confused because it's Dana Delaney, and she used to be on. Yeah, this no tease for next week. We see Screw Beth there you, laying on the hospital floor. Um, I, I sort of thought Beth's character would be a couple of episodes. She's still around. Obviously, I know. we're going to be seeing more of her. Looks like Brian Austin Green is out of the picture Thanks for I. good. Sorry, I'm crying ladies. tonight in yeah, my pillows. Me too. And Mascara stains on my sheet. Lynette and Tom. It's black tomorrow. You know, Lynette and Tom. Any any predictions? They're just gonna keep on. Stay strong. strong. Keep on keeping on. Keeping on keeping on. I don't know, maybe sure. some kid issues. You know. Probably. And Renee is gonna find something to fill the void. Yes. All right. Well, thanks to everybody tonight. I had a good time. I think it was a lively conversation. Thanks to Jesse and Phil who are in the booth. 
Always a good time with you guys. And to all of our listeners and viewers out there, we hope you enjoyed Who the show. Who watched us live? I yeah. know. It's exciting. Yay. It's a new thing for us. So, uh, so thanks for hanging in there with us because next week, hopefully, we'll just be getting better and better with this team. That's the right? That's right. All right. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And we will see all of you next week That's on right. After Buzz TV. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.